Yo, I'm Augie. Hey, hey, I'm Riz. And you're listening to Press Play with Augie and Riz. This is a weekly podcast where we, a couple of guys who were more likely to play chess than go to prom, <laughs> talk about movies, TV, music, or anything we think you guys might like to listen to. Please subscribe to our podcast and you can follow us on Instagram at Press Play AR. That's Press Play AR on Instagram. Let's get episode 61 rolling. We got chess, we got prom, and we got some Marvel Phase 4 news. Stay tuned as Riz tells you which VOD and music albums are out this week. I'll let you know the fact of the week. And this week's Six Degrees of Separation connection is Adam Sandler and James Corden. Sweet. But first, quick news. News. Hey guys, we're going to get to the MCU Phase 4 news in just a second, but we wanted to let you know that as we are approaching the end of the year, we're going to be doing our big end of year best movie and music of podcast episode yes. of 2020. Uh, we can also add like general TV shows as well. I could do TV show rankings. That's cool. Um, I'm excited about it. It'll be the last. There's a, a few movies that I want to see. Um, I actually made a small list, so we're going to try to get through a bunch of them. In about two weeks. Time. In about two weeks. We watched uh, Hoobie Halloween last night, which was pretty yeah. funny. Uh, and there's music that I'm listening to. And um, we, this, this well, I mean, obviously it's because of, of the coronavirus. We've seen three movies in the theater this year. Pretty, pretty sad. But Damn you, COVID. So, yeah, stay tuned for that. That should be coming up soon. Why don't you guys also make your list and see if you guys agree with us? Yeah, it's pretty cool. So if you have any suggestions for movies that we could watch before the end of the year, uh, send them on over to our gopressplay2 at gmail.com email address. That's gopressplay, the number two, at gmail.com. Sweet. Moving on. <laughs> like you always say. Uh not that long ago, MCU has released a huge list of their upcoming movies and TV shows, and it was very, very overwhelming. That was a big, big spoonful they fed us. It was uh, all Marvel, right? Well, uh, yeah. yeah, they released the Star Wars uh, stuff as well, which I am, I think I'm, I'm kind of giving up on at least the television universe of Star Wars. Um, but let's go over like the MCU Phase Four. This is movies, TV, and general weird shit. Just movies and TV. Okay. All right. So the first one we have is Shanghai and the Legend of the Ten Rings. Uh, is that something that sparks your interest? Uh, that's a movie, right? Yes, uh, it, that's a movie. It does. I know you're excited about it. Uh, mm-hmm. I Very honestly much. don't know a lot about it, but I'm you know I guess I'm more uh, feeling your excitement. So we, this movie has recently just finished wrapping, so we should get a trailer within the next month, month and a half. Um, and the movie is supposed to be released sometimes next year. Uh, the next thing we have is The Falcon and the Winter Soldier. A uh, show. That one is a show. That one is coming out March of next year. Yeah, and no. <laughs> I'm not. I'm interesting because yeah. uh, this interested i mean i am interesting <laughs> but you're very interesting thank you uh, but i am interested because just story wise of the mcu as a whole uh this is going to be what takes place right after endgame oh so um, it's, it's so i want to know sequel series yes yeah uh blade that yeah. the movie who's playing blade again 
Um, Mercer, Mercer. Oh, I, I'm Mr. changing Ali. my no to a yes. Then yes, it's a yes for me. I am sorry I couldn't pronounce his name. I my apologies. Uh, the next Mershala Ali. Yeah. Okay. Yes, <laughs> I believe you. <laughs> uh, the next thing we have is Spider-Man Three. Now this came into a huge shocker to us recently because it was another chunk of news from them that we find out that not only uh, Jamie Fox is coming back to reprise his role as Electro from The Amazing Spider-Man, uh, but also uh, Doc Ock, Alfred Molina Alfred from Molina. the original trilogy directed by Stam. Damn, I'm sorry. Sam uh, Sam Raimi. Raimi, who's directing Doctor Strange Strange. and the Multiverse of Madness. And we'll get to that one later. Uh, And then we, again, find out that there's possibility and rumors that Tobey Maguire, Andrew Garfield, uh, Kirsten Dunst, and Emma Stone. And Emma Stone? I didn't hear about Emma Stone. Is coming back, yes. She's And so is... um, Childish Gambino. What's this guy's name? Den- Donald Glover. Donald Glover. Are well, all I mean, Donald, Donald Glover was in this iteration of Spider-Man, so that's not as big as Tobey Maguire, Andrew Garfield, and Christian Dunst. And, and uh, we should add that they would be playing their characters from their Spider-Man movies. So yes, thank you it, for it, clearing that out, It too. would be like a multi-universe thing, which... Uh, you know, I wasn't uh, that impressed with the last Spider-Man movie, so I wasn't um, that interested in seeing it, mm-hmm. uh, seeing the next one. Mm-hmm. Um, we probably would have, you know, because uh, you. Uh, but this, uh, I I have, it's all but confirmed. Like, remember when, right before they announced Nev Campbell and Scream? Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. I'm like, it's all but confirmed. Basically, they're going to be in it. Uh, I'm, I hope it's big, it's large roles, um, and it's not just like a stupid cameo. But I'm definitely interested in seeing this now. Yeah, me, me too. I'm, I'm most definitely seeing that. I do want to say that if it wasn't this type of caliber of movie, I would probably wait for DVD because I was not really. Yeah. I, well, I wasn't uh, really thrilled. I mean, Jake Gyllenhaal in anything is a hottie, uh, but still, it was all right. Uh, yeah. We have Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. Um, this will tie into pro- possibly the Spider-Man yeah, 3 it has to. world. It has to. Uh, where Scarlet Witch is also going to be predominantly in this movie as well. And that'll take place after the show? That I am not sure. But judging from the trailer that we saw for Wanda- WandaVision... Uh, let's talk okay. about that. The <laughs> next one we have is Eternal. That's the one starring uh, James Mad McAvoy. No, the guy from Game of Thrones, um, and Angelina Jolie. Madigan or Matt Madden? Something like that. Yeah. Isn't it Richard Madden? Richard Madden. Okay. You're absolutely right. Oh, uh, whatever. <laughs> uh, what's uh, it about? Empire? It's basically like the supreme. The Eternals are like Eternal. the. S- so the 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 supreme beings of the MCU in the comics that see all and hear all and put things into place and stuff like that. Okay, they're like right. big thing, big huge things. Uh, we have Loki the series. We saw the trailer about that. I'm indifferent about it. Um, eh, I mean it's exactly what you were expecting. Yeah, you know when you saw him take that briefcase and then found out he was going to be in a series. It's exactly what you're expecting. We uh, have... Oh, I, I'm sorry. 
That's all. You okay. <laughs> no WandaVision. Yay. January 15th. We are super, super excited about this one. I feel like it's going to be a complete thrill ride with ha- with this show. Uh, anything you want to add? Uh, just the fact that they're doing something different with it. You know, it isn't just going to be like what you would have expected Loki to be or Falcon or uh, Winter Soldier. They're, they're actually uh, like rewriting the book of horror of horror excuse me of uh uh superhero shows it's 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 it looks like an, a mind f and i'm there for it and i don't think i i, I think that you know i'm not interested in any, any of the series honestly uh except for that one ant-man and the wasp quantumania no idea what this is going to be about don't know where it takes place in the mcu I'm okay with it. <laughs> uh, I love the Ant Man series. I can't wait. I love I love me some Evangeline Lilly, Paul Rudd, Michelle Pfeiffer. Uh, oh my gosh, what's that guy's name? The father, Michael Douglas. Michael Douglas. Uh, it's a great cast. I'm I'm super excited excited for 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 this Captain Marvel two. I'm so there. I am stoked for this one. Yeah, I'm there. I, I liked the first one. It wasn't honestly. It wasn't anything special. Unfortunately, it, it had the um, the misfortune of being released after Wonder Woman. So kind of like Wonder Woman beat 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 them to the punch as far as female led superhero movies. So yeah, um, had it been the other way around, uh, maybe I would have felt better about Miss Marvel or Captain Marvel and Captain less Marvel. about Wonder Woman. I don't know. Secret Invasion. I think this one is going to be a series. Basically, it's uh, a sh- a story about the Skrulls, the green aliens that was part oh. of Captain Marvel yeah. and the end of Spider-Man Part 2. Yeah, they had a, a cameo. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm down for that. The Guardians of the Galaxy Holiday Special. I don't know if this takes place this year. Or next year. Yeah, I'm assuming it's it's a straight to VOD thing, and it's probably gonna be like a parody of the Star Wars Christmas special. Um, I'm excited for that. Black Widow. All right. <laughs> Indifferent. Ironheart. As you can see, I skipped Black Widow because you're not interested. Not really. Not yeah, not either. really. I mean, what's her name's in it? Uh, Florence Pugh. Florence Pugh. I know. She's awesome. But there's rumors that she is going to be the Black Widow. Of... Yeah. So that's, you know, that's a good thing. I love it. Yeah. I love that. Ironheart. Ironheart tells the story of this really spunky, smart uh, teenager named Riri Williams who decided just to build her own Iron Man suit. Um, okay. I like that. Don't know if this is a movie or a series. I think this sounds like a series. Uh, the next one, which was a big surprise, is the Fantastic Four. No news have been uh, released about casting, but it was confirmed that the um, director of Spider-Man 1 and 2 with Tom Holland is the director. The director for this iteration. Yeah, it's a hard pass for me. I want to like it, but I have to agree with the fans on the internet that Marvel has... A tendency to use the same directors and not give directors or fresh directors helm of major pictures, but to each their own. 
We have Armor Wars, which is a series about War Machine, played by Don Cheadle. You're okay with this, or eh, Hard Pass? I'm, I'm good with it. Hard Pass for me. Probably won't. I mean, you know, I'll check out the first episode. I Am Groot. Yes, I am there for I Am Groot. I Am Groot is going to be a t- TV series, which uh, just uh, takes place, I think, around teenage group group <laughs> or baby Groot, right? uh baby Groot or teenage Groot. is it animated um it'll probably be cgi oh okay black panther 2 uh yes totally going to be there moon knight the series i, I don't know i know yeah. nothing about it hawkeye um i'll i'll pass she hulk the series who uh it's my tatiana tatiana Masolini, right correct yes i'm there for her she's awesome Ms. Marvel. I'll check that out. I, like, I am I like so interested in this show as well. Thor: Love and Thunder is the last one, and I'm down for that. I really liked. Uh, I really liked the last Thor, so I'm excited for that as well. Yep, I'm excited mainly for Natalie Portman and Tessa Thompson. And there you have it. That's basically the whole list as of right now uh, that MCU has released for their future TV and movies. If you like any of them, let us know. Um, anything you want to add? Uh, just that it's a little overwhelming. I feel like they they don't need to announce all this shit all at once. I guess it's it is for investors. Yeah. Um, but to look at that list, I just I, I just have to roll my eyes. Like, there's no way. I'm so far behind already. There's no way to keep up with all of it. I can't watch all, and watch all that shit. there's people that do. Oh, and I there's know. people that will, like... I know. Like, anything. Like, Lord of the Rings. Star uh, Twilight, Star Wars. Any other huge franchise. There's that. Those fans that know the true, deep lore of it. And they will eat every little morsel. I try to out. be the fan that tries to disconnect the comics from the, the movie. You have to. You, you have, have to. to. You have to. Because if not, you are going to be upset. You're going to be disappointed every time. Uh, every time. Every single time. Sweet. And as you always say, moving on. Uh, we haven't re- reviewed a TV show in a really long time. And we're really excited to talk about this one. Uh, the Queen's Gambit was uh, released October 23rd, 2020. And it was created by Scott Frank and Alan Scott. Starring Anya Taylor-Joy, Bill Camp. Chloe Preary, Thomas Bodie Sangs, Muriel Heller, Marcin Dorinsky, Moses Ingram, Jacob Fortune Lloyd, Harry Mellon, Matthew Dennis Lewis, and Russell Dennis Lewis. The synopsis is an orphan at a tender age of nine. Prodigious? Is that how you pronounce it? I uh, pro- pro- Yeah, I would say it's prodigious. Pro- pro- prodigious? Prodigious is probably it. Yeah. Very smart introvert, Beth Harmon discovers and masters the game of chess in 1960s USA. But child stardom comes at a price. So that's basically what it is. You know, the movie is about this girl who was orphaned and she befriends the the custodian of the orphanage who taught her how to play chess and to how to really... Uh, know the the moves and the the way to to be very sneaky, I guess, and very smart and cunning in the game of chest. Uh, chest, I, not I, chest. 
You Did I say a, you chest? You put a T after that chest. <laughs> That's a different game. Oh, yes. Uh, and I love anything anything with uh, Anya Taylor-Joy. But before we talk about the cast, the movie or the show itself was really good. It was really smart. Very, very, very witty. Uh, anything you want to add about the movie, uh, about the show? The show in general, uh, I'm, I was never really uh, into chess. Um and really, I'm will probably still never play it, but it made it made what seems like a very boring game exciting. Like the the mm-hmm. the chess scenes were intense, mm-hmm. uh, and it had a lot to do with the acting. Like you know, you and I had no idea what was going on uh, with the actual game games that were being played. Yes, but by correct. by, and it was very well acted by the actors' expressions. I was able to be like, oh, he's on the defensive, or oh, she got him now, or yeah. oh, she's in trouble, yeah. just by their expressions. You know what I mean? Because I didn't know what the H was like. A queen was being checked off a king or something, and a rook was being flown off a, a castle. I don't know what chess is about. Yeah, and I also didn't know that they had moves, like named oh, yeah. moves with names, you know? Oh, yeah. Uh, with the Queen's Gambit. Uh, it's a whole thing. I had no no idea that it was that in-depth, and it made me really appreciate it. Uh, fun fact, uh, for X-Men, uh, Sir Patrick Stewart and Ian McKellen did not know how to play chess. They had to learn to have that famous scene in X2 when X- Professor X visits Magneto in the plastic prison cell. Wow. And throughout the the movie arc, you see them playing chess. Um, Chess. Chess. (laughs) S-S. Chess. (laughs) Uh, Another thing I want to cover, the fashion. They nailed it really well for it to be that 1960s uh, mood. Really, really good. Anya Taylor's Joy's outfits were impeccable. Her mom's dresses were impeccable as well. And just everyone else, like, it was really, really well well made. Yeah, the costuming in this in this show was was amazing. And on Anya Taylor Joy, uh like she strode across the the screen uh wearing these costumes mm-hmm. um as if she she like literally walked out of the nineteen sixties. She was amazing. Like that last scene when uh, she's done with the final competition and she's walking and she's wearing that light pink jacket that looks like uh, very Jackie O. Yes. <laughs> no idea he's shaking his head. <laughs> yes, I remember that exactly, exactly what she was wearing. I'm like, yes, yes, yes. So, so good, so good. And I like how they cast the young Beth Harmon. Uh, they did that really yeah. well. Oh, yeah, uh acting style and look looks wise uh they did a really good good casting job with the younger yeah because some version. movies when they do flashbacks and they have child actors look nothing like a, the adult self um but they did really good direction and cinematography was really on point there was a couple parts of the series where they really specialize in one take long takes uh, there's this awesome scene where Beth Harmon uh, approaches or gets to her hotel in Vegas for a competition. And it was just one shot from the time that she took or from the time that she got off the cab, walked into the hotel to the all the way to the far back, meet up with Mr. Towns, 
upstairs and then walk completely what was like upstairs but in the front of the hotel and all that was a beautiful one take and i felt like that was so so good uh kind of reminded me of uh bride of frankenstein in the beginning that long wide shot right um, yeah, yeah. It's, it was just uh fascinating it was really really smart i like how uh also the camera they took you into the chessboard they took you yeah, yeah. like really up close to to the chess board uh and you felt really felt like it was it was really really you were there you're right uh i honestly did feel like uh i was like in the middle of of an action movie on this chessboard they did an amazing job with the camera work did you felt like so- sometimes being like intense Extremely. <laughs> or what's the... It's not intense. What's the word? Uh, edge of your seat? No. Uh, Heart stopping? Well, I guess intense. Yeah. But whatever. Surprising cast by uh, Jacob... Uh, not Jacob Fortune Lloyd. Uh, Thomas Bodie Sangs, who was in Game of Thrones, and... Uh, Harry Melling, who uh, many of us dorks will recognize as uh harry's cousin uh dudley from the harry potter movies uh he's actually been in a lot of stuff lately um and he has a pretty good career going on for him who would have thought that out of all of them he would be the the breakout of the you know of the guys other than daniel ratcliffe you know oh yeah absolutely the last thing we saw him was in the old guard for netflix which uh we also reviewed here on the podcast I also saw him on, uh, oh gosh, the the Ballad of Something Scrags. Uh, it was the Netflix movie. He he played a yeah. quadro quadro well quadro amputee. Oh, uh. so he had like no legs or arms. Okay, and he, it was like you know, the. It, uh, he he was like a performer, and people would come out and see him like recite recite poetry or something. It was uh, interesting. 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 Well, I really wish Buster uh, Scraggs. Yeah, I wish him the best, and I really hope to see more of him on screen because I actually enjoy watching him. He he sells it to me. He sells it to me. Yeah, he did a fantastic job. Uh, and for a lot of British actors uh, that are you know playing american it's very easy to kind of hear the masking of of that accent mm-hmm. and he i honestly didn't hear any act uh masking so kudos to him is anya taylor joy british uh she was born in argentina argentina but she grew up in in england i want to say if i'm hmm. not correct I, i'm sh- i think she she doesn't have an english accent though no no uh, she doesn't. You know who she reminds me of, or what she reminds me of? A fucking gazelle. Like her eyes okay. and her high cheekbones. Yeah. Uh, she reminds me of a beautiful wild gazelle. She has to be my pass. Okay. She'll put her on the list. She's your pass. If we ever run into her, Anya um, Taylor Joy, if you're listening, holla at me. Uh, is that what street people say? Uh, you know. Hi. <laughs> I want to kiss you. <laughs> oh my goodness! Um, really good show. Uh, from a one to ten, what do you give it? I give it a s- eight. I give it an eight. 
I give it an 8 too. Very, very thrilling. Very well paced. Very, very interesting. Uh, no idea about chess until that movie. And I found out by you the other day that it was from a fiction book. Yeah, because um, we thought that it was uh, a, a true, true story. story. But it was, it was from a, a based on a book. A fictional book. Cool. Uh, so if you guys haven't watched it, watch it. Uh, I highly recommend it for the acting, the costume, and the cinematography. And you recommend it because you felt like chess was boring and now it's probably interesting. Maybe. Uh, I don't know. But not I'm, that I'm, much. I'm not going to be uh, <laughs> getting tickets to see tennis. Excuse me. Tennis? Chess, mat, chess, <laughs> chess matches anytime soon. But, you know. Maybe they'll. Hey, what are you doing Saturday? Oh, nothing. Let's go to this chess tournament uh, in Atlanta. How no. about no. We're going to go ahead and take a quick break, and when we come back, we're also going to review the prom. And we're back. Thank you so much for continuing to listen to our little podcast. So, um, did you go to your your prom in high school? No, no, I, I didn't go to prom, nor did I go to homecoming. I've been to homecoming games, but not to homecoming dance. How about you? I, I went to prom my junior year, but I did not go my senior year. Juniors uh, can go to prom? I thought it was only seniors. It's, it was juniors. Well, you know, I went to a, a small smaller school. So oh. it was junior seniors. So if juniors didn't go, there would have been only twenty people at prom. I want to say it was about <laughs> maybe a hundred and twenty per class, you know. So oh, maybe okay. a little more, but it, you know, a hundred, hundred and twenty for a prom ain't that much. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I I went with with a very good friend. Um, we had a good time. I wasn't interested. I I I um was mostly friends with uh. The class ahead of me um so when it came time for my senior prom i honestly would have rather stuck a shard of glass in my eye which is always much more fun than to be in a room full of raging dramatic teenagers yeah so let's segue right into the movie that we reviewed which was the prom it was released december 11 2020 on netflix directed by uh ryan murphy uh, and is based on the Broadway musical The Prom. Uh, it starred Joe Ellen Pellin, Ariana DeBose, Meryl Streep, James Corden, Nicole Kidman, Kerry Washington, Tracy Ullman, Keegan Michael Key, Andrew Ronalds, Mary Kay Place, Sophia Deller, and Logan Riley. It's about a troupe of hilarious, self obsessed theater stars that swarm into a small conservative Indian. In- <laughs> India Town in support Indiana <laughs> Indian Town <laughs> Indiana Town in support of high, of a high school girl who wants to take her girlfriend to the prom So sweet Yeah So uh, did you what did you think of the of the movie going into it I honestly didn't know a lot about it uh, other Me than either. I guess it was either la- I guess it was last Thanksgiving they had um they did the Macy's Day Parade. They did one of the numbers, which I think was the the last song they did. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh wow, that's that's kind of an interesting concept. And it was nice to see that you know during the Macy's 
Thanksgiving Day Parade. We've come a long way. Uh, you know what I mean? Um, and then I'd see the trail. I, I watched the trailers, and you know, come on, Meryl Streep, Nicole Kidman, what an amazing cast. Uh, what did you think about it before? You know, I mean, it, it sold itself. It was, as the synopsis says, uh, a girl who's trying to take her her girlfriend to prom, and and homophobia ensues, and there's people that try to help them. Um, but I didn't know to the extent that it was these self-obsessed theater stars. You know, I didn't know that part. I thought yeah. it was more... Um, Home Indiana hometown civil rights, okay. Uh, Broadway type thing, or I didn't. I, I didn't know that you know these New York and Broadway stars were gonna come uh, to to help this girl out, who in the movie is named Emma. Um, now, here's the thing. I really love Meryl Streep's in in this film. I like Nicole Kidman. Uh, she was barely there, but that was her role because her role, her character is a chorus girl who is always in the background. And I like how you pointed that out. That was really smart. And uh, all this stuff. And I'm like, but where is she? And then it wasn't until I want to say 10 minutes after, you know, she has her own number where, you know, she does explain, you know, I'm the chorus girl. I'm the girl. I'm the background singer. I, you know, I really am not the girl in the spotlight. So for someone with that caliber of Nicole Kidman mm-hmm. to be a supporting actress in a movie who is barely there was really interesting, you know? Um, usually when you have these movies, you have the Meryl Streep roles up in the forefront. Um, James Corden. I like him and I kind of don't. I really wish there was another person who took his his role and I felt like this person in my mind would have sold it to me a little a little better. And that person is Ross Matthews. Does he even sing? Does it matter? <laughs> yes, for a a singing movie it matters. No, like all these other little teeny boppy bitches don't know how to sing and they have autotune and they fucking win Grammys and nominate for a, a Grammy. So uh, please. Oh, I, Jonathan Taylor Thomas did not sing in The Lion King. Please. Oh. Okay? Oh. Ma Ning or Ming Na Wen did not sing in Mulan. So tell, don't um. don't come. I felt like it was like a perfect role for that for Ross that didn't happen and I feel like they just gave it to James Gordon because he was it. Uh, another cisgender straight man playing a gay a gay man. Um, did yeah. you have any issues with that? I had read an article about how uh, about you know the author felt that his his performance was problematic that he overdid it. Um, and I don't feel like he he did the so called you know gay face that we see a lot of straight actors do because um, that's what I was going in expecting. Um, and you're right. I'm sorry to interrupt you because throughout the movie, I was waiting for like, give me that that stereotypical gay right. shit. G- give it to me. And he kind of didn't. He didn't go there. Um, but I agree with you. I would have preferred to have seen, you know, for a movie like this, you know, uh, an actual gay actor in the role. I don't know about Ross Matthews. Uh, um, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think... 
that role was would have been perfect for him. I don't know. I like Ross Matthews. I'm sure. I'm sure he can sing. Uh, Kerry Washington, Keegan Michael Key, surprise uh, appearance by Tracy Ullman. You called it out when when yeah when and you saw her. I had no idea because she was she play she plays a very older, much older mother uh, with short bob, and I didn't know she was that short either. Oh, Tracy Ullman, yeah, she's short. <laughs> uh, uh, not impressed with none of the numbers. You know, there's always in Broadway that one song that really like sticks to you. For me, for example, it yeah. was for Hamilton. It was "You'll Be Back." For Moulin Rouge is "Elephant Melody." You have, uh, for me, "One Day More" for Les Mis. Um, but for I didn't cling yeah, to a a song. Agreed. There was nothing that that stuck out for me either. They were all enjoyable, but they were all also your run of the mill, you know, normal Broadway songs. M- melody, tone, tempo. Yeah. It was very very well sewed together. Which isn't, you know, it it didn't take away from the entertainment that I didn't no. have a song to to you know, download afterwards. You know, maybe I'll watch it again. There will be a song. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I completely agree with that. Um, the the lead actress, uh, oh, I believe this was her first film, Joe Ellen Pellin. Yeah, I feel like she, she's just amazing. She did an amazing. Job. I really liked her. I really did enjoy her. She was so cute. Super, super. Uh, <laughs> she reminded me a bit of uh, of Zoe from Ex- Zoe's Extraordinary Playlist, but with ah. a much, much, much better voice. Aw, well, yeah. I mean, you know, I, I love that actress, but she can't sing. Keegan Michael Key kind of surprised me. This was my my first uh, time seeing him in a sort of serious role. Um, usually, see him eating shit and being funny, but I really enjoyed his performance as well. Yeah, who would have like? ever thought that Keegan-Michael Key would be playing Meryl Streep's love interest, you know? <laughs> and, you know, it's it, they, he did an amazing job. Uh, he, he has, you know, he's building up a career just like his former partner has built up a career, you know, outside of the comedic shtick that they were both known for. Mm-hmm. Correct, correct. And he plays a principal of the school that has canceled... The prom because they found out that a girl is taking her girlfriend to prom. And that's where you have uh, Meryl Streep, James Corden, and Nicole Kidman inspired to go down to Indiana to help and to basically be a louder voice of equality for for the, the, the place. But it was this also underlining mission for them to uh, basically be seen and be popularized because their shows haven't been doing that great. Uh, throughout the movie, halfway through the movie, uh, prom does go on, but we find out that they're doing prom for only heterosexuals in another part, and they didn't tell Emma. Yeah, she showed up, and I'm like, I, I kind of called it. I kind of, you know, she shows up to prom, and the freaking parking lot's empty. I'm like, uh, I kind of see what's coming. Because, well, A... It was freaking 45 minutes into a two-hour movie. And I'm like, is this going to end now? You know, because she's going to prom. (laughs) And then, you know, B, it was... And it was heartbreaking. Joel and Helen played that scene, you know, 
you wanted to give her a hug. It was awful. Um, that you know that happens to um, to certain people, um, and it's not a a good feeling. It isn't. I mean, I, I there was a lot of time throughout that movie that I had my throat in knots because I really related to being an out gay person in school and constantly being picked on and constantly being uh, ridiculed for that one small thing in my whole entire life. And it was very, very, uh, it hit very close to home. Um, Emma's girlfriend, who is played by Ariana DeBose, uh, is the daughter of Kerry Washington's character who Kerry Washington is one of the members of the PTA and is the one who is trying to close this prom and trying to uh, basically voice her homophobic agenda. Right. Yeah. It was the, it wasn't the school that shut the prom down. It was the PTA. They they voted to shut it down. Um, And, you know, it kind of, kind of sucked to watch that. Yeah. (laughs) But, uh, Kerry Washington in such a stern, you know, role. I, I, you know, I would have liked to have seen her in a different role, you know, just because I wanted to see her sing and be happy, which we kind of get to see her sing a little bit. But spoiler alert, let's not talk about that. No, I mean, I'm. We're not gonna spoil the whole movie. You yeah. kind of expect where it's going. Uh, go see it. It's fun. Charlene saw it. Yeah. She messaged me and she's like. It's awesome. I cried so much. Yeah. Um, I was having allergies. One thing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I would like to add that both Joe Ellen Pellin and Ariana DeBose are... Uh, Actually a couple? No. Uh, Joe Ellen Pellin, I believe, she has a little rainbow in her Instagram, which means she's in the community, and uh, Ariana Grande came out as queer. Ariana DeBose. Ariana, Ariana Grande me. is a singer. <laughs> Ariana DeBose came out as queer like here's, a couple years ago. Here's one thing that I kind of really irked me. Uh, aside from James Corden's ca- casting, it comes to it comes to the scene where the trio from New York comes out to Emma to tell them to tell her the true reason why they're there, and it basically was just glossed over. And she's like, "Well, it doesn't matter. Thank you so much." And I'm like. I feel like she should have been more upset. Like, I, I, after what happened at the prom, I feel like that 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 was kind of out of the the realm. Like, she was a little upset, but I I didn't see the point of of delving much into that. Like, it was I could understand why the principal was more upset. You know what I mean? mm -hmm. Um, but they did. Um, they did try to redeem themselves, and it wasn't the trio; it was the quadro, because Andrew Ronald Reynolds. Oh yeah, was that's part right. Of that as well. That's right. He's gay. Yes, he is yeah. openly gay. He was also in Boys in the Band. Yes, right? sir. Yes. Mm-hmm. And Mary Kay Place. Uh, I can't place her face, but I've placed her in another movie. I, I like. I'm like, that's Mary Kay Place, but I don't know what I've seen her in. <laughs> and she's really cute. She plays uh, the grandmother. Um. And just a lot of a lot of the backstory kind of hurt to hear about. Um, I don't know when this would have taken place. Ryan, you know, I think the only thing going into it was the fact that Ryan Murphy was directing. And, uh, well, 
he doesn't do well with long long term series. So, and I don't think I'd seen a movie, you know, that he directed. So I guess it kind of worked out. Boys in the band. He directed Boys in the Band. Mm-hmm. Anything that's gay, he's involved. Good. You know why not? <laughs> That that's good. There, you know. Uh, so from a one to ten, what do you give this movie? We're doing one to ten now, not one through five. Or oh one to gosh. five. You know what? I'm gonna give it a solid eight as well. Um, I I, I was very much entertained. Uh, you know, a few a few things that about the storyline that was rushed, like you said about you know them admitting why they were really there originally yeah. um and a few small holes but i'm just picky what about you what do you um i'm gonna give it a solid seven um cool it wasn't the best musical that i've seen um but at the same time it wasn't boring at all um but yeah I, i'm pretty pretty happy with that a solid seven if you guys haven't seen it, both The Queen's Gambit and The Prom are airing in Netflix. Go check it out. And if you have any movies or TV shows that you guys want to have us watch, you can email us at gopressplay, the number two, at gmail.com. That's gopressplay, the number two, at gmail.com. Oh, you said the number two this time. What? Sorry about that. So... What are the movies and music that are out now? Uh, new music out this week, uh, actually December 11th, The Avalanches, uh, Cold Chisel, Deftones, has a new album called Black Stallion, Foxy Shazam, Frock Destroyers, Jack Harlow, Jason Lancaster, Kid Cudi, Roxette has a new album called Bag of Tricks, and Taylor Swift has another surprise album out, which is a sister album to her... Grammy nominated uh, folklore. Folklore. This one is called Evermore. Okay. <laughs> uh, new movies. <laughs> Infidel is out. The Reason. Uh, Lupin Three. The First. What? Oh, Lupin the Third. Lupin Three. The First. Uh, Tenet is out on VOD. Oh wow. Uh, Greenland is out uh that's with marina bakaran mm-hmm. looking mm-hmm. forward to that mm-hmm. another round uh breach with uh bruce willis max cloud is also out that looks like a crazy ass poster interesting uh cool so do you want to play six degrees of separation yes i do on the top of the show i wanted you to connect adam sandler and james corden Awesome. So, uh, Adam Sandler was in the uh, Oscar-worthy movie Jack and Jill uh, with Katie Holmes. Beautiful. Katie Holmes starred uh, in Dawson's Creek with uh, Michelle Michelle Williams. Michelle Williams was in My Week with Marilyn with Dame Judi Dench. Uh, Dame Judi Dench was in Cats with James Corden. And there you have it. And our fact of the week is Beyonce was Disney's first choice to voice Princess Tiana in The Princess and the Frog. But she reportedly lost out on the role because she refused to audition. According to Jen Rudin, 
who did the voice casting for the film. Other celebs that wanted the role were Tyra Banks, Jennifer Hudson, and Alicia Keys. And that's the fact of the week, and you can do whatever you want with it, because it's not mine. It belongs to the Disney animators. Yes, it does. Who, by the way, uh, ended up with the role? It was Anika Noni Rose. That's right. I she knew. was also in Dreamgirls with Beyonce. Interesting. So Beyonce, once again, lost out to a co-star from Dreamgirls. <laughs> yep. One more for the books, peeps. Hope you enjoyed this episode of our podcast. And you can show us some love by subscribing to our podcast and following us on Instagram at PressPlayAR. Yes, yes, yes. Please show us that love and subscribe at PressPlayAR. AR. Thank you for pressing play. And if you have any movies to review or music to check out, email us at gopressplay2 at gmail.com. That's gopressplay the number two at gmail.com. This is Press Play with Augie and Riz. I'm Augie. Hey, 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 I'm Riz. Thanks for listening. <laughs>